Hello and welcome to today's video. Today we are here. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Epic CWCast, episode number two. And today we're going to talk a little bit about F1 and the 2020 season and so far F1's return here in 2020. But first, if you're watching the video form, we're here in the studio. We've returned. We're doing only one little special video here. But I figured, you know, we'll sit down and just record in this room on camera something we have not done since sometime in 2018. Of course, this is where we do all of our gaming videos from now, right in this spot. But I figured, you know, let's throw in there a video like this. Uh, also, before we get into talking about the F1 season, I do want to talk about what we're going to be doing on the channel here starting on the 27th, I believe. Whatever Monday is. Uh, we're going to go to a little bit more structured structured schedule here on the channel. Not super structured, but just a little bit. Uh, and with that, we're going to be doing... Uh, Tuesday and Thursday will be Pokemon Shield videos. And then... ABCW cast will be on Saturdays and Sundays will be F1 and NASCAR videos when necessary. So basically whenever there's a race for NASCAR on Sunday or Formula One on Sunday, we'll be doing a video of that. And any other day that there's a NASCAR race that they're doing makeup races for the uh, pandemic, they've been doing multiple races in a week. If that happens, that happens in the week. But those are the main scheduled days, Sundays, F1 2020 and NASCAR Heat 5 when there is a race in either one of those series. Monday and Tuesday being for Pokemon Shield, and on Saturdays, WCW Cast will be going out. So, let's get into talking about the F1 2020 season so far. Austria, two Austria races, and the race in Hungary. So the Austrian Grand Prix, Styrian Grand Prix, and Hungarian Grand Prix. We're going here into an off week. A lot of teams can go back and see their information, so to try to make some changes for the next week in the UK for two weeks uh, for the British Grand Prix and the 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. But what was my thoughts on the season so far? Have I thought about it? Whatever. Uh, first of all, though, shout out to um, shout out to Formula One the way they've been handling the stuff with the uh, pandemic, the way they've been handling the just you know, testing, the way they've done so much testing for people, really good. Uh, ensuring that there's no reason to have to shut down the sport. Um, again, and, you know, keep keep making sure everything's all good, and the way they've handled it has been very well. They've been putting out the stats for the test, and there's been two positive tests of people that were not at the race in Austria, the second one. So, not bad that the two weeks of testing that they've released data on at the time of recording this, uh, there's only been two positive tests out of the... 8,000 tests they've done. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Of course, make sure those people weren't there at the track, which they weren't, which is very, very good. Uh, keep that down. And, uh, you know, make sure there's no issues. So, uh, on to the actual racing on track. Uh, so, go back to Austria, the first race back. <laughs> and that race was absolutely wild. There was only 11 cars that finished. And... Um, it's all around wild race. I really, really enjoyed that one. Was hoping for a Red Bull win. Uh, didn't really go that way in the first race for Stappen having issues with the car. 
like 11 laps in, whatever was wrong with it, something with the engine, the computer part of it. Uh, but then just in general, like the amount of, you know, incidents that happened, you know, cars going out of the race to do to different stuff. The fact that there was that many cars out made for a very, very good race. Uh, and every team had some sort of issue. Even Mercedes with their gearbox was having issues and, you know, the, the wheel coming off of uh, Kimi Raikkonen's car. That was absolutely wild. And, of course, the most controversial part of it all, Lewis Hamilton and Alex Albon. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. Albon definitely had that move done. I think Lewis, it looked to me like he moved his wheels just a little bit over. I think he could have kept the line he was going with. Um but very unfortunate there for Alex because he could have definitely gone up there and potentially fought for the win without or with uh, Bottas there. But Albon ended up going out with some issue anyway. So, you know, you never know if that issue happened from the incident or what. But a uh, little bit unfortunate there in that race. Um, but overall, wild. Uh, Ferrari got a podium, which we weren't expecting. And uh, haven't since. The Ferrari memes have been amazing. Let's talk about that real quick. The uh, the Ferrari, all those memes, you look on like the Formula Dank subreddit, bro, those memes are insane. So just all the things with Ferrari, their car not being, you know, fast. And some of the instances that happened in the steering Grand Prix, which we'll get into in a minute. But Ferrari's main main issue has been there. Their engine has just been bad. Um, not the same, the same powers it was in, you know, the last season. In 2019, their engine was very, very good. And then their FIA investigation, which we don't have the information of because they're keeping that hidden. Um, all of a sudden, Ferraris are bad. So, that was very interesting. And, uh, yeah, just, just quite quite interesting. I wonder what they were doing. Were they cheating? Uh, but the the Ferraris are definitely slower than they were last year, and they weren't great, which then takes us to the Styrian Grand Prix, which was the opposite of the Austrian Grand Prix. Not that exciting. Um, so coming into the Styrian Grand Prix, Roger Bottas, who won the Austrian Grand Prix, obviously being the leader in the points. McLaren's, I mean, Lando Norris got a podium, in Austria, so he came in and was third in points, so it was definitely all shaken up, I mean, you didn't have, you had one Ferrari scoring points, you had Hamilton finishing fourth, McLaren on the podium, Red Bull with no points, like, it was wild. Then you go to the steering Grand Prix, and things are kind of just not that exciting. The first turn, though, or second, or whatever, it's technically the third turn, um, because there's one little bit on the straight, which is kind of a turn, apparently, <laughs> at the Red Bull ring. I don't really know why that's a rule or thing that they do. But either way, turn three, top of the hill in Austria. Leclerc, who qualified really bad because, again, the Ferraris weren't great, went into the corner, got a little bit aggressive, hit the curb, hit the floor, a little bit of the back wheel into Sebastian Vettel's rear wing, which knocked the wing off and completely yeeted Ferrari's race and they got a double DNF uh, with Vettel retiring on the first lap and Leclerc just a few laps later with floor damage. 
maybe lap three or four. From there is a pretty just standard race. Nothing really popped off. Um, the racing points, of course, they've been a little bit wild with their copy of the Mercedes, which we'll get into at the end of the discussion of the Steering Grand Prix. My thoughts on that and all, all the things with that. So, whatever you want to call it, the pink Mercedes tracing point. I heard that one the other day. I'm like, that's that's a good one. I like it. Whatever you guys think about that, uh, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, in the comments uh, down below. But, yeah, it's definitely been interesting in that standpoint. But when we got to the Austrian Grand Prix, it was pretty just straightforward. Lewis Hamilton and his Mercedes was gone. Um, then... You know, Verstappen drove around second, did decent. Wasn't able to hold off of Bottas in the last couple laps. And then Alex Albon was disappointing in fourth by how far behind he was. Um, I think Albon's decent. He just needs to get a little bit, you know, more used to the car. And I think that also just having things work out for him. Things definitely did not work out for him in a couple races last year in Brazil. He could have had a podium. The Austrian Grand Prix could have had a podium. Like... Those things are, you know, things that held him back from being in a better position than that. And, you know, it's hard to be the number two driver. I mean, you're not the main person in the team. The car is not built around you. You know full well that the Red Bull's completely designed around Max Verstappen. So, you know, for Albon jumping against the driver is the style of Max and more than the style of himself. And he has to get used to that. Um, but... Yeah, it it wasn't that exciting of a race. Bottas got second and was able to keep the lead in the points by a little bit over Hamilton, who obviously got uh, the time penalty for his incident with Albon and uh, was fourth in Austria. So, you know, at the steering Grand Prix, Hamilton first, Bottas second, Verstappen third. And then we also had uh, Perez, who was doing good there in the racing point. Uh, made a little contact with Albon. Broke his front wing, Paris did, on his car. And he was driving around with, like, the front wing, like, completely, like, dangling down. So he was definitely struggling. Crazy pass there uh, by Norris on him, and I don't remember who else passed him, but there was, like, three or four cars, and they were all coming, like, side by side of the line for uh, fifth place. So that was a very, very interesting little, little battle there. So we come to the point now where the, at the end of the team, or at the end of the race, the Renault team, decided to protest the racing points brake ducks. And you look at it, and it's very, very similar to the Mercedes from 2019. So I definitely think that they have a, you know, a basis for definitely being like, hey, you copied this design exactly from Mercedes. It just comes down to what does the inside of that brake look like? Is that a part from Mercedes? Like, did they just copy the Mercedes exactly? And have Mercedes be like, here's how you do it. Or did they just copy the outside design? Now, I feel like there's a good chance they could have actually gotten it from Mercedes by the fact that Renault's willing to protest it. And they got to know something. I don't think there's any way that they would just say, it looks like it, let's protest it. Because some of the teams like McLaren, they're like, no, we're not protesting it. So, it's going to be interesting to see sort of what happens with that. And, you know, we're not going to know for a couple weeks how long or what the results of that are going to be, but we'll definitely see. It'll be interesting to find out. Uh, but after that, then we moved to the Hungarian Grand Prix, 
where things were a little bit less chaotic heading into the race. Um, you know, a little bit of rain here and there. Of course, we've seen rain in qualifying in the steering Grand Prix, but there's been a little bit of rain in the actual race here in Hungary. So we got into the race, and all the cars started intermediates. And as they go out, the Haas cars decide come in and switch to select tires, which works out great for them. They end up getting 9th and 15th. Uh, you know, they're able to try to keep one of their cars at least in the points. But it turns out that the engineers told them to pit. And I guess that's against the rules in before the race begins. Somehow that's considered a driving aid. Uh, so they each got demoted a spot. But Haas still did get one point out of that. Up front in the race, we had, of course, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas starting one and two. The racing points of Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez starting three and four. And, you know, from there on down, I think there was two Ferraris after that. And then we had Max Verstappen in the seventh. The cars starting on the slick tires, or not the slick tires, the intermediate tires. Very close, you know, a little bit of tread on those tires. And Verstappen goes into the barriers only a couple, couple minutes before the race starts. I believe it was about... 30 minutes, they had to drive around, get to the grid to start the race. And he slides in the barriers. And the Red Bull team is able to get the car fixed, and he's in the car with 20 seconds before they got a grid penalty. That was so impressive. So, after that, the cars, they're off. And there is some controversy with did Valtteri Bottas jump the start. Looked very, very close. Uh, it's something I wouldn't definitely have called. I think they did a good job not calling it. He moved forward just a little bit. Stopped again, went. It's a non-issue, really. I think that, you know, if he went, he went, but he went stopped. You know, he just, just a second before, went, then stopped, went again. Not an issue. Glad that there was no penalty there. He didn't deserve that at all. So that was good to see. Of course, Hamilton walks away with this race. He absolutely dominates the Hungarian Grand Prix. Completely gone in a matter of no time. I think after the first lap, he was like three seconds ahead. Something crazy like that. Like, he was gone. Stroll was in second. Verstappen got up to third. Verstappen ends up finishing in second at the end of it. Hamilton, of course, walks away with the win. Absolute domination of the race. Really wasn't much there in the Hungarian Grand Prix besides that. I mean, the first couple laps when it's like, okay, what are we doing? We're switching from intermediates, switching to wets, which they did, or switching to dry tires, which they did pretty much right away in about lap three. And then we saw, okay, is it going to rain? That was really the issue in this race was the anticipation of, is it going to rain? Are we going to go back to intermediates or full wets, or are we going to stick on slick tires? Didn't end up raining at all. Maybe a couple little drops here and there, but nothing too wild. The teams kept saying 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and then the storm sort of moved around the track. So no no need for that there. But uh, yeah, that was the thing. Hamilton was just gone. Verstappen ended up coming in second. Bottas got third. Lewis Hamilton takes the lead of the Drivers' Championship, and Mercedes is pretty far out in the Constructors' Championship. So less only happens to both Mercedes in one race, and... The Red Bulls get one and two. It's looking like it's pretty much a Mercedes championship for both drivers and constructors. Drivers a little bit closer. Uh, Verstappen's still there, but already 30 points behind Lewis Hamilton. 
bit of a problem there. Of course, that big deficit comes from DNF in the first race. So, you know, it's going to take Mercedes having an issue and really both drivers having an issue to get the... And obviously, the best scenario if you don't want Mercedes to win the championship would be that they would need to have an issue both cars in one race. And then the Red Bulls, which are really the only team that can go up there and win the championship besides Mercedes, finish 1-2 in that race. Like That's what you need. You need Verstappen, Albon, probably in that order too. Verstappen wins, Albon gets second in a race that Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas pulled DNF out of. That's the way you're going to see Red Bull catch Mercedes. I mean, they could finish like Verstappen, Albon, Hamilton, Bottas, but that's going to take so long, and I don't know how long the season is. That takes a lot to claw back from. So, you know, those issues in Austria definitely are just making it like, okay, this is going to be a Mercedes championship unless, you know, this happens. So, knowing Mercedes is probably not going to be an issue. I mean, I was very surprised last year in Brazil when Bottas went out with an engine problem. So, I mean, they do have apparently some engine issues, but, I mean, we'll see. You know, I'd love Red Bull to win, so... If the Mercedes cars get double DNF and Red Bull gets 1-2, love to see it happen, but who knows. So there is Epic City Cast episode number two. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you're watching on YouTube, I hope you subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on any podcast platform that you can, hope you add this podcast to your listening routine, listening list, I don't know. I don't really listen to podcasts on anything besides Apple Podcasts. That's what we're not on. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, thank you all for watching and for listening. And we'll, we'll be back next Saturday with episode number three.